God will get you for that one. Maud is owned by Shout Factory. God will get you for that, Walter, is produced for entertainment purposes only. Sponsored in part by Findlay's Friendly Appliances. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of God Will Get You For That, Walter. And he does not. He does not in this episode. Or she does not. Or they do not. They do not. She does not. not. Yes. All the the gods. Yes, we have to be careful of pronouns. (laughs) These days. One must be very careful of pronouns. Except when referring to you. We can't use they, them pronouns. Do not call me they, them. It makes me feel fat. (laughs) And I do not appreciate it. And welcome to God Will Get You For That, Walter, a podcast where we discuss the 1970s hit sitcom, Maud. The podcast where every episode is, is the last, last episode, <laughs> it seems. No, just kidding. Um, my name is Tom Cat, and I am joined as ever by my mother, Tony Homer. That is I. Tony with an I. I. <laughs> I can be a he, I can be a she. Just can't, you can't be in between? I cannot be a they. I can. Sorry. But I think that's also because I'm so tall. Yes. They fit you. <laughs> and this is episode 64. 64. This is episode 64. And we're discussing today season three, episode 16, the telethon. Which is available to watch on Tubi. On Tubi, currently. Currently, until I think uh, August 15th. Okay. I have to double check the... Um, so there should be, there should be, by the time this actually goes live, I think there may be time... There may be time, yes. There will definitely be time. Because one of the things that Tubi does is they'll they'll host a show for mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. and then they'll like see how it does, then they'll take it away, and then they'll probably, possibly bring it back, I guess, depending on viewership and depending on all that fun stuff. It sounds like, you know, being <clears throat> in a bad relationship. Yeah. You know, they give a little, and then they, and take, then they it, take it directly take it away. away. <laughs> then they tease and give you just a little bit more, and uh-huh. then they take it away. What I think is going to happen, because they've done it with the nanny, where they had seasons one and two mm-hmm. of the nanny, and then mm-hmm. they took the nanny away, mm-hmm. and then they gave us nanny seasons three and four. Mm-hmm. So I imagine they're going to do something similar with Maud. Okay. We'll see. Um, I just want them to just, just put the whole series on Tubi. This is nonsense. Yeah. Yes. Please. Um, Enough already. But yes, uh, this episode is a telethon. It was written the by telethon. Norman Lear. Mm-hmm. Norman Lear and Norm Liebman. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed, of course, as always, by Hal Cooper. And there were some special guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was Vaughn Taylor as Dr. Lloyd Jameson. Yes. Uh, Richard Stahl as Ray Moser, or Roy Moser. I can't tell if that's an A or an O because my handwriting was is he the, truly the, atrocious. Was the station manager? Uh, Richard Richard Dranny was the stage manager. Now he, um, I, I I forget what, but he's like so recognizable. I forget instantly what recognizable. He's been in. You know he's been in a lot of like lot shows of from the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Yes, um, but yeah. So uh, Dick Winslow is the one man band. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aldo Formica, which is actually his real his name, real is name. the pizza twirler. Well, he had a real. He was really a pizza twirler. He was really a pizza. He really twirler. was a pizza twirler. And Terry Kaiser is the telethon host. Yes. Um. So, what'd you think of the episode? Uh, it was it was cute. It reminded me of that episode where they were doing the show for the school. Remember that? Yes, one? Maud's musical. Maud's musical. They all sort of like. Um, when you think of the musical episodes of Maud, they all sort of bleed together. Like you can mm. watch each musical episode, and they would they would tell a story. Um, the, the, well, the story is is almost is very similar in in both that they're tr- they're trying to put this show they're on. All the same. They're trying and to put a show on, and there's issue. some issue in the in the Maud's musical. Like Arthur was trying to shut them down. Yeah, right? Arthur was trying to shut them down because it dealt with burlesque, and right Arthur thought that it was very 
porno pornographic. Right. And and actually in this one, uh, you know, it, uh, it it ends up becoming Arthur wanting to shut them down again. Yep. But this time for an entirely different yes, reason. Yes, entirely different reason. But you know. So um, the episode opens with Maud singing um, from Rhythm on the a song from Rhythm on the Range. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, for the life Rhythm. of me, uh, I cannot remember the name of the song. Oh, uh, Skadaddy or something. I forget it. I don't. Be- I don't think it was. I, it was. The way that Maud sang, Mr. Paganini, please play my Rhapsody, right, and if right. you cannot play it, won't you sing it? Yes, yes. Uh, and if you can't sing it, you'll simply have to, Scott, da 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 Yes, yes. Um, and that's how yes. we open it. And, yes. um, and apparently it was done by Martha Ray. I love Martha Ray. <laughs> I adore Martha Ray. Well, of course you Of do. course I do. <laughs> I would expect no less. <laughs> Then for you to adore Martha Ray. My Martha Ray, Carol Channing, uh-huh. Lane Stretch, yep. <laughs> uh, Patty LuPone. <laughs> Broadway oh, dames that lead with their chest. Um, it's, to those it's, that don't know, Martha Ray was famously known as the Big Mouth. Uh-huh. Uh, and she also did uh, those Polydent commercials. You are such an open book to me. Such, yeah, it's true. <laughs> It's quite, quite, quite literally, in fact. Literally. Uh, <laughs> what chapter of Tomcat will, will I be reading tonight? Um, but actually, my first introduction to Martha Ray was, um, oh God, why can't I think of it now? It was, I was just randomly looking on, on YouTube, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, I was watching my usual videos. You know, mm-hmm. Ursula mm-hmm. sings Poor Unfortunate Souls. Right. Um, Elaine Stritch, B. Arthur, Tony Fields. Like, I would just look at And then it just said, suggested mm-hmm. for Tom. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was watching it, and mm-hmm. I think it was her doing her her show. Because uh-huh. she had the Martha Ray show back in the 40, late 40s, early 50s. I think it was around the advent of television. Okay. Makes um, sense. And, you know, she had her own show. And, of course, mm-hmm. from there, then I saw her on the Judy Garland show. Right. And then I found out that she was in Puffin Stuff. Yes. Oh, right. H.R. Puffin Stuff. She was in the, she was in the movie. Yes. She yes. played the, um, the the really big evil witch lady. Yes. Um, which is another outfit I would love to make for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, I've always adored her as a... As a she's a fabulous character actress. Oh, yes. yes. Very fabulous character actress. Yes. Um, much like you. Much like myself. I, too, am a character Fabulous actor. character Fabulous actress. Character actor. <laughs> um, You're such an old soul. <laughs> I am. I, I can imagine, like, at, at birth, you probably came out, like, instead of crying, you were like, listen, I've had a very rough day. I don't want to hear about it. Someone get me a martini and a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. You, you definitely read me like a book. You read me like a like all the babies are like in the nursery and there's just this one with me a with a cigarette, cigarette holder. <laughs> the smoke is coming. <laughs> and you know it's funny we could say the same thing about that queen and that queen and queens. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Still to this day, that remains one of the funniest jokes I ever we ever did on that 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 naughty or nice show. Yes. Where um you had asked me as Alexis's sister. 
Um, what did Alexis look like when she was born? And I said, same hair and makeup, same, yeah, cigarette same. in her hand. She came out looking that way. And a bottle of Jack. Yes. And we don't have to worry because she, she, she won't listen to she our won't show. She won't listen to our show. She doesn't have the patience. She has no patience. <laughs> she doesn't have the patience. So, yes, obviously Tomcat loves Martha Ray. Of course. <laughs> of course she does. All right. So, um, she After does her she song. Sings, she does her song. And then, you know, Walter comes in and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Mon's like, what'd you think of my song? Right. And, you know, Walter just disregards saying, right. fine, fine, mm-hmm. what'd you think mm-hmm. of my thermometer? Yes, ther- he's very proud of his thermometer. Uh, it's, he's it, very proud of the It goes up to like $6,000. $6,000. And the whole premise is once they, uh, they start the telethon, if it goes over the 6000 that's the end of the telethon. They all come out and they and do... And sing this big rendition hooray of Hooray for Hollywood. Hooray for Hollywood. So this is what we find out as Maud is singing, and there's a big shot mm-hmm. behind Maud that mm-hmm. says, First Annual Gallbladder Telethon. Yes. Obviously. Um, yes. Yeah, Gallbladder Foundation. The gallbladder Foundation. Gallbladder Foundation. Have you um, ever had gallbladder problems? So far, I can safely say I have not. Me either. That's so the only. Not, that's the one thing you could say is that you never had a problem with your particle board or whatever you know. Faux I just always knock my is. head. So I, I, I hope I never do. So nowadays, though, like if they have to remove the gallbladder, they can do it laparoscopically. They go right in through your belly button. I mean, the gall. What, what? Suck it right out. What is? I forget which one is it. The appendix of the gallbladder that was you. That it was. It was evolutionary, or uh, I think it was evolutionary, where we had to have our appendix or gallbladder. Sorry, I scratched you. Yeah, Uh, Appendix or a gallbladder to digest rocks. Digest rocks. I don't know if that was. I don't know. I don't know if it was the appendix of the gallbladder. You sure it wasn't the spleen? No, I don't think it was the spleen. spleen. I think it was one of those organs that you sort of don't think of that would Mm -hmm. constantly be removed. Right. But I'm Could pretty. Be. I think it, you know. What? I thought I the gallbladder had something to do with like because I know like isn't it like if like you can develop gallbladder problems if you eat too much fatty foods. Sounds about right. You know, there's a lot of other things that can develop if you eat too much fatty foods. Well, true. Very true. <laughs> that in and of itself Which is, a problem. is why I don't like to be called they. <laughs> that's that's, I, the, that's the only reason. But I digress. Anywho, uh, Arthur uh, um, introduced. Um, more to Dr. Jameson. Yes, more to Dr. And Dr. Jameson is a little frantic. Yes, he's, he's a not little happy. nervous. He's not happy. Um, um, apparently, uh, if if we also notice, like, this was a really, really, really big tribute to, like, old Hollywood yes, movies. Yes, it's supposed to be, uh, yeah, because that was one of the things that Walter said was he thought, you know, it was supposed to be about Maud's song. He thought it was supposed to be a tribute to the to movies. To the movies, and Maud, like... Triumphantly says, yes. this was from Rhythm on the Range, sung by Martha Ray. Yeah, so it was a, a song from the movies. And Correct. Walter was unaware of that. So, um, Dr. Jameson, he's he's uh, very nervous about the show. Yes. Um, and he's, like, questioning Maud. You know, he thought they were going to be, like, big stars. Yeah. Because, you know, in the uh, reality of, you know, the Maud show, Maud is not a big star. Who knows? Just, she's just, just a, a real estate a, agent. A real estate housewife. A real yes. estate slash housewife. From Tuckahoe. From Tuckahoe, New York. Uh, and I know they, they bring up Yule Gibbons. Yes, which is one of the big stars of Yule Gibbons. Yule Gibbons, but he, apparently he's not going to make it. He, uh, uh, didn't he get poisoned eating a he bad had a severe, tree? Yep, severe case of poison oak lifting, poison oak. lifting a tree. Yes, from in a, Minnesota. In, in Minnesota. Minnesota. 
And and also, it's in that particular part. You can really hear how hoarse yes. B. Arthur was. Um, as a matter of fact, when I was looking up the trivia, I noticed it said B. Arthur was suffering from a slight cold. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was a cold. I think she either had the flu or it was some type of bronchitis. bronchitis something like she that. sounded very hoarse. She sounded hoarse. Yeah. She sounded very hoarse. And I'm amazed. How much she was still able to sing and perform. Well, that's she is a consummate professional. Really, consummate professional. This episode actually had, and Norman Lear corroborated this. He had said that one of the lines that Ma that B gave Mm, in this mm. was one of the funniest lines he'd ever heard. Okay, but we'll get we'll get to that one. Okay, so Yule Gibbons, severe case of poison oak. He's not gonna make it. Um, but they do have a big star. Mark, star of stage, stage screen, screen, and television. television yeah. Mark Spence. Mark Spence. He was an Olympic swimmer. Yes, he was How the... How is he um, a star of all these other things? I don't know. Because he's been on them so many times. Uh, I'm sure he was on them at the time. I mean, look at... um, What's his name? Who? The, the big shoulders with the big ears and the big head. And again, all the all those medals. Oh. Um, you know who I'm the, talking the, about. The, 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 new, the, uh, the, the newer Olympic star. Yes. He beat his record. Okay, yes. The one who got in trouble. The one who got in trouble for smoking smoking pot. pot. I forget forget his name. So do I. You know, know, sports and me, you know, the the two never really quite. (laughs) The two are are not mutually exclusive in terms of Tony (laughs) Holmberg. No, sorry. You know, it was like, you know, me and like Jim, like they throw the the ball my way. I would stand there. (laughs) It would hit me in the chest and bounce off. Yep. And I'd look down at the ground and stare at it. Look down at the ground and stare at it. And it's like, what am I supposed to do? Did you want to actually pick this up and throw it? I'm supposed to touch that? I'm supposed to touch this. I was like, can we just go, can we just do square dancing? (laughs) I need to get my do-si-do on. Still hated swim class. I, I dreaded swim class. My my school didn't have a pool, so I didn't, we didn't have that. Lucky you. Swim class. Lucky you. That must have been a joy. Oh, it was awful. Oh. It was tragic. Oh. It was not great. And I was also, you know, 300 pounds, so I was, oh. I was much heavier. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was just, it was not fun. Oh, can't imagine. It was not fun. Oh. So, um, yes, yeah, so they, they have a big star, Mark Spitz. He's going to drink, drink a glass, glass of, of milk, milk on stage. On, on stage. I think that was his big thing. Was like, there was like, um, you know, he was, you know... Uh, a big campaign. He was a proponent for the milk, for the milk, for the milk, milk industry, milk, you know, government yeah. cheese. You know, it government always seems, cheese, to, always yeah. seems to be dairy that the government is trying to push on. Push us. that dairy. I don't know why. I I was never a big milk drinker. You know, like even nowadays, like you know, I'll put like a little half and half in my coffee, that kind of a thing. But like to have like a big glass of milk, I, I don't know. It just it just like, and if I do drink milk, it's got to be like. Ice, ice cold. Yeah, same. Like milk that is even slightly lukewarm. lukewarm. Whoa. I can't. It just, it tests your gag reflex. Disgusts me. It disgusts your me. gag reflex. And really, humans, we're not meant to drink. Um, we're not, we're not meant to drink cow's milk. Lactation. No. Fluid. Nope, we're not supposed okay. to do that. What, do you, do you know what the purpose of cow's milk is for? No, but you're going to tell me. It's to it's for the mother cow to nourish her calves. Oh well, there you go. That's what it's designed for. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's why we don't drink. You know, you as adults, we don't drink human. Uh, I milk. would be remiss. <laughs> 
right? I uh, okay. just just the thought okay. of just the thought of women being in those those utter milk. Nope. <laughs> the answer is no. 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 The answer is absolutely no. not. And yeah. that's why I drink oat milk and almond milk. Fine. Yes. Those are the only two that I have no problem with nut milk. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. <laughs> Escaped my lips, and I'm you like, immediately uh, knew. Uh, <laughs> well, something went wrong. Something, my oh, wires my. they literally crossed oh, as my. I said that. Oh, my, my. Um, but yes, I also, uh, I mean, when I was younger, I was given formula, I was not given, oh. I was not given cow's milk. Well, well, I was I wasn't breastfed as a, as a baby when my mother had me at that at that time. They didn't have formula in the 70s. They, I was I was I was given formula in the sixties. Oh, the sixties. I'm sorry. In the sixties, but at that time they were like they didn't like really promote breastfeeding. No, it was you would like, only use formula. It wasn't it was until like, like I think they were like they were like oh you know the oh you know the formula is better than, than breast milk, which it's not. It's not better than than breast milk. The the most perfect food for uh, you know a baby is their mother's is their mother's milk. milk. You know, and really milk, that's what it's, 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 it's for, it's for babies. It's for babies. Like adults really, you know, shouldn't be, shouldn't be eating, drinking milk. No. It's not, you know, really not, we don't need it nutritionally. We don't need it nutritionally. There's so, other ways to get, there's other ways yes. to get calcium. But, yes, absolutely. But, you know, however, I do love my cheese. We stay on cheese in this house we stand cheese in this house i swear and you know i have been hankering for just a slice of buffalo mozzarella with some tomato and balsamic vinegar just i have been fresh basil i have been hankering for a jonesing for that oh so good so good so mark spits milk so mark spits and milk mark spits and milk oh yes so um Manager, uh, yes. So the reason we got Mark Spitz, the reason they got Mark Spitz in the first was, was because uh, Dr. Dr. Arthur Harmon, okay, Arthur mm-hmm. performed a double hernia on his manager, on, his on manager. Mark Spitz's yes. manager. Yes, that's um, right. That's... And the, I think it was uh, Dr. Jameson mm-hmm. asked mm-hmm. him why, like, what was the reason for giving him two discounts? Mm-hmm. And Dr. S- uh, Ar- again, why am I calling him Dr. Arthur Harmon? Arthur said, oh, well, it was a double hernia. Double hernia. So double hernia, double, double discount. Discounts. Yes. That's when Vivian pops her head out. And she is frantic. She's nervous. She has clips in her hair. Yes. Her, I mean, her hair was done up beautifully. Which is strange. She's got this beautiful updo. And she's and, got clips on the side. Yeah. Clips on the side. But when next we see her after this this instance, yeah. it's like, why did she have her hair and an updo? We'll get to what she's wearing. Yeah. Huh? But we're, at this moment, she has this beautiful, elaborate Grecian updo of yes. curls and everything lots perfectly, of barrel curls very beautifully coiffed. done very beautifully done perfectly coiffed um also another outfit that was beautiful was bees mm, yes Maud's, the, the, it was the, this gorgeous black form-fitting gown like a, like a sweetheart sweetheart neckline. neckline and then the sheer black had a sheer top. black um cape on top it of was that. so like sort of regal and, and sophisticated <laughs> But she still had on her black flats. Yes. Because there was no way in heaven and earth B was sitting, no. B was performing in heels. No. no. 
So Vivian is very nervous. She 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 can't figure out she how says, Dinosaur does, does it every day. Does it every day? And of course, Dinosaur had a talk a, show. A, a talk show. Was it a talk show? or Was it a like? It was a. It was actually. It was a talk slash variety show. show. Yeah. That's what they did back then. They had like you know Dinosaur had a show show like that. Merv Griffin, Mike Douglas. Uh huh. Um, Oh, the one Johnny Carson. Well, yeah, Johnny's. Yeah, but Johnny's. It was, it was a little more. It was a little edgier because he yes. was on at eleven thirty. Yes, it was the late show. Um, you know, like Dinosaurs. It was very, very like soft sell. Oh very, God, yeah. You know, just well. I mean, Dinosaur was also a soft sell. She yeah. had a beautiful singing voice. Oh yes, yes. And she always she always sang a, a you know a song on the on the show. And, yes. Or sometimes the guests sang with her. And, yep. And you know they would have you know it was talk it was a talk show but it wasn't like you know it was very just fluff it was it was a lot of fluff yeah Don Ho that's who else had a oh, had like Don a show Ho. Like Don Ho <laughs> yes he had a half hour show oh Don Ho he had a half hour hour show and I don't remember the actress Betty White also had a talk show did she a she talk did show? she had a talk show mm-hmm. and on that talk show I think she hosted one. Black entertainer. Yes. And the audience yeah. was none too pleased about that. Well, I thought it was, was it the audience or was it the uh, it was the No, it wasn't the audience. It was the sponsors and like just Hollywood was basically like, yes. we can't have that. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. Old habits die hard in Hollywood. Very true. Very true. <sighs> All right. So, um. So. Maud says Dinah, she, Dinah was worried. Right. I'm sorry, Vivian. Dinah was worried because obviously Vivian is not going to be able to take over for Dinah if Dinah has a problem on her show. Right. So um, Maud goes back to talking to Arthur and Dr. Jameson and she's saying, you know, what do you, the telethon cannot miss. You can't miss. It's great. Uh, it's going to be the greatest thing in Tuckahoe since the 1927 Tuckahoe Film Festival. And as soon as they go over $6,000. Yep. Now... I I have to make this joke. I make really do. Joke. So I love Hermione Badley. Mm-hmm. I adore her so much. And uh, one of the things that I'll do is like if I'm doing something mundane or something mm-hmm. trivial, I'll mm-hmm. just I'll say a line from from Maud or from mm-hmm. anything that I've watched, mm-hmm. and it'll just make the moment that much more enjoyable for me. Of course. Me. So yes, when I would play Mario Kart with my cousins. Mario Kart. That's a video game? That's a video game. Okay. Mario Kart for Nintendo. Um, one of the things that you can do is if you hit one of the buttons in perfect sync with the lights, that, that because it goes uh, red, uh, it goes all red lights, green, 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 and on the third green, it's go. Uh-huh. So if you get to the third green light uh-huh. and you your, your motor goes faster than everybody else says. Uh-huh. So every time I would do that, I would shout out Mrs. Nogatuk's version of Hooray for Hooray Hollywood. Hooray for Hollywood. And every time I did it, my cousins would laugh, I would laugh, and it's just, it's now become a thing with us, and I'm so happy because of that. So so what happens is, Maud explains how once they go over $6,000, they're all going to do Hooray for Hollywood, and at that point, Mrs. Nogget took her back saying, Hooray for Hollywood! Right. <laughs> and I'm just... Right. And Dr. Jiggles me. And Dr. Jameson is, is like... bereft with grief. He's like, this is what... Where the gallbladder so, foundation is getting. So Maud tries to allay his fears and say it's going to sound better than that. Yes. 
so then at that point, Walter is uh, calling Introducing for Carol. Carol. For, I was going to say Carmen. Carmen. Carol. He's Carol. introducing Carol. They have to rehearse yes. their salute to Carmen, Carmen Miranda. Miranda. Another one whom I absolutely of adore. You do, of course. <laughs> How could you not? I love Carmen Miranda. One of my favorite nights, one of my favorite movies that Carmen Miranda was in was A Night in Rio mm-hmm. with, um, oh God, Phil Harris's wife, whose name escapes me. And, um, oh God, the actor who played Rose's father in Golden Girls. Oh, Don Amici? Don Amici. Don Amici. That was one of my favorite Carmen Miranda movies. Mm -hmm. And again, Um, oh my God, why can't I think of Phil Harris's wife now? Phil Harris's wife. Phil Harris's wife. You lost me. You know who Phil Harris is. Who is Phil Harris? He voiced uh, Baloo in The Jungle Book. He voiced oh. Thomas O'Malley in The Aristocats. He okay. was a very big radio personality. Okay. Very big band. All right. Um, I don't know who he married. Oh, my God. And I, only, es- just, I only just saw her recently. It escapes me. It does. It's, it escapes me. So, Carol, I only just saw her recently. She's been dead for years. Carol is doing uh, a tribute to Carmen Miranda, and she's performing I, 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 I Like, like you, you Very, very much. much, which was one of Carmen Miranda's staple songs. Okay. And to those that don't know who Carmen Miranda is, she was one of the first Brazilian actresses in Hollywood to really make it big. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, her hair was blonde. Oh, really? Her hair was platinum blonde. And then um, I think the directors in Hollywood wanted her to darken her hair to look more ethnic. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, you know, she was so memorable because of the outfits that she wore. She wore these Mm -hmm. very fabulous skirts with these very tall platform shoes. Because she was very short. She was five foot. Right. She was only five foot. They had her in really high platform shoes. Really high platform shoes. And these mile-high headdresses made of, like, fruits Fruits. or flowers. Yes. I mean, that Um, was, like, her claim to fame. That was her her claim to fame. It really really was. Unfortunately, she sort of was typecast. Yes. But listen, she she was, I think at one point, she was the highest paid Brazilian actress in Hollywood. Well, that's something. Not something to sneeze at. No, not at all. It's just... Anecdotal, mm-hmm. um, you on the uh, Jimmy Durante show. Mm-hmm. That was her last performance. Oh. She actually had a heart attack on the show. Oh, you're kidding! I kid you not. Oh, her and Jimmy were like dancing around, uh-huh. and like uh, after the after the dance was over, Carmen fell to her knees. Oh, she got back up, but by the t- like when she got back to her hotel room, that was it. Wow. She fell asleep and never woke up again. Oh, my God. I yep. didn't know that. Yep. Had a heart attack. Wow. I, I, I remember watching it, and I'm like, oh, well, this is grim. Oh. Anyway. Oh, well. Hey. She's still... We're still talking about her to this day, so hey, her, hey. Mark, her mark is not gone. Yes. You know, she lives on. And there are times, even when I do my makeup, that I look at myself, and I'm like, I could do Carmen Miranda. Mm-hmm. And then I take the wig off, and I'm like, nope. I'm Celia Cruz all the way. <laughs> oh my! Moving gaily forward, you know for, you, who, who I see something. If I do my makeup a specific way, yes. Um, um, what's her name? Renee Taylor, who played <laughs> the <laughs> nanny's mother. Who played the nanny's mother, Sylvia. Really, I I could show you. I sh- there's a couple and pictures that, where I'm like, oh my god, I look like Renee Taylor. And there's our similarities because when I put on that blonde wig that that Frank did for me, without mm. fail, I look at it and I just want to be like, hi, because <laughs> I too look like Renee Taylor okay, when know. I put on that wig. 
goodness. So, uh, so Carol does this whole Carmen Miranda number. They gave her quite a lot of time. They did. They this gave her a, a lot of full blown singing, dancing, choreographed. Well, I mean, even before Maude, Adrian Barbeau was a Broadway actress. Right. She was the first. She was the Rizzo? original Rizzo. Um, she was the original Greece, Rizzo right? in Greece. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think what other. She was also in Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, okay. She played one of the daughters along okay. with uh, Bette Midler and. Uh, not Pia Zadora. It was it was another another actress. Hmm. But it was yeah, in, in Fiddler it was, it was Bette. Adrian, and I don't know if B was matchmaker for that one. Hmm. It may have been like after B had already left and gone to uh, right. Maine mm-hmm. or something of no- something else of note. Yeah. So, so uh, Carol's doing this whole number, Carol's and at the end of number. it, and she's like, you know, playing like she's playing the shtick up to Walter. She's playing the shtick, sitting up to there Walter, in a chair, which again. Cringy. Still makes me uncomfortable. Stepfather. Still makes me a little but, uncomfortable that know. they sort of did that, but. It was it was relatively clean. it was relatively clean, you know. And at the end of it, she knocks him off the chair. When they do, so there's another episode in season six mm-hmm. where um, Adrian and uh, Bill do a fever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Adrian is in this very attractive nurse's outfit. Mm-hmm. And as the song continues, she takes off bits and pieces oh, of God. the outfit as Walter oh. is the patient. Oh Lord! And every time I watch it, I'm like. This is uncomfortable. Um, yes. This is uncomfortable. Okay. But we'll get to that later. Later. Um, <clears throat> so um, so the song ends. Yeah, Maud is like, you know, it's it's wonderful. And she tells it tells Carol, be careful of the, of the hat. We're having it tomorrow for breakfast <laughs> yes. with grape nuts. <laughs> that was adorable. Uh, that's so at that point, Ray Moser comes in he's the stage as manager. the stage manager, and he's he's very nervous yes. because you know he's like we stuck our neck out our, our necks out for you people, yes. and you're like cutting into our like most most the famous most popular most popular the number one show on the, the number station. one show on the station. It was Perry Mason reruns reruns <laughs> Perry Mason reruns. <laughs> Not even new episodes of Perry. Not Mason. Not even new. Episodes. No, they're like. Old, old episodes of Perry Mason, and it was their it was their highest rated episode, the case of the moth eaten. Yes, mink. yes. So I think Maud quips, "Well, yeah. if that if, if if you really are that worried, we'll have Arthur nibble on his blue serge suit." Mm-hmm. And you know, Maud's mm-hmm. laughing nervously, and Ray's mm-hmm. just like looking at her, like, "Please, please don't make fun. Like this is not something to make fun at." And it was funny; it kind of made me think, like, you know, here this station, their their number one show. Are the Perry Mason, Perry Mason reruns? reruns it reminds me of like remember in the Simpsons, like uh, gr- the grandfather when he was like Matlock. Well, yes, he was like, <laughs> we're old. We're, we're old. All we all we care about is Matlock. <laughs> like there was one <laughs> one episode where all the old people are in the car and they're driving like at like breakneck speed to get back to the home. <laughs> so they don't miss Matlock. Do you want to laugh? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make you laugh and feel old at the same time. When I was younger, and uh-huh. my, my Matlock was mentioned. I always thought that gridlock. I always confused gridlock and matlock. Gridlock and matlock. Okay. I always confused the two of them. Okay. And you know, it wasn't until I was much older that I realized matlock was television and gridlock was traffic. It was traffic. Very true. So interesting. It's a little bit of potpourri for you. Yeah. So Arthur is on the phone and he's not happy. Nope. It's Mark Spitz's manager. Yep. And Mark. Oh, oh, I think I think 
Maud grabs so the phone, right? Maud grabs the phone because Arthur's just like, yeah. Maud, it's Mark Smith's manager. Yes. And Maud answers the phone. Hello, Norman. What? He can't make it? He snowed in in, in, in Honolulu? Honolulu? Have you ever uh, been to have you ever been to Hawaii? No, never been to Hawaii. It's beautiful. I'm bad. It's gorgeous. I mean, now, who would, who would nowadays, feed my cats? who would feed your cats? I would. feed my cats. No, I have, no. I have to. I have to feed them. You have. Because, to, oh, have, yes, that's right. Cosmo would be too scared of me. I have to feed. I have to feed Cosmo. I have to praise him. You have to I nurse have, him. I have to reassure him. <laughs> you have to read it's, him Good Night Moon. <laughs> it, it's it is a it's a process. process. It's a process. It's a process. Um. Uh. So. Um. Well, no, I've never been to Hawaii. You were saying what about it today? No, I was just saying it's beautiful in Hawaii. Yes, Hawaii. I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend many um, locals to the United States go there anymore mm. because they are just so overly populated. Mm. And uh, you know, in terms of uh, in terms of native land, mm -hmm. the natives really want to take back their land. Mm -hmm. Can't blame them for and, that. And you know, if you've looked at Hawaii on a map, mm -hmm. it is. Miles away from California. Oh yeah, yeah. It is awful how yeah. far away Hawaii is yeah. from from California, mm -hmm. and it's it's one of those things where I'm like, maybe we should just give it back to the natives. Just a thought. Did you ever see? It's there's a uh, I forget the name of the movie. Uh, Julie Andrews is in it. Okay, she plays the wife of a, of a, a missionary. Okay, and that's what they go to Hawaii yeah. because they've got they've got to Christianize the natives. And basically, you know, um, you know, they, they basically destroyed the, you know, yeah. the, the life that these indigenous people had. Yeah. And they have such a rich culture. Yes. They have such a yes. rich, beautiful culture. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I'm, I have opinions. So, and like, you know, they, they. Um, you know, it's like a, it's like a tropical paradise there. It is. You really don't need to wear clothing, and well, like when like the indigenous people there, when they would you know go into the into the water, they didn't wear anything. No. And they would come out and you know let themselves like naturally, you know, dry off. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know the Christians weren't having any of this. Of course so not. So they they brought them like they gave them these clothes that I I guess had like um uh. Diseases still smallpox blankets. And, it was, you know, it was smallpox blankets. You know, and the the when when uh, years ago in the in the fourteenth century, thirteenth thirteenth century, Columbus did the same thing. Yeah, with smallpox oh, yeah. blankets. Yeah, like it just yeah. same thing. You know, and the, the indigenous people were fine. They did not I'm really need honestly. Jesus, I, I'm really they were really happy that the I'm way they were. Really, truly beginning to understand why so many white conservatives don't want people to learn about these sort of things. Yeah, because people can't have opinions on these things. No. People cannot have opinions on yeah. these things. God forbid. I, I was just reading recently. There, I'm sure you heard about it. There uh -huh. was this one young man who took it upon himself. He wanted to like bring Jesus. To these these very we've discussed we've discussed this on previous episodes. They killed him. It? Yeah, the one that they killed. They killed him. Yes, he, you know, and it's the, the government. They I think it's off the um it's coast, the of coast of India or somewhere or somewhere something of that effect. something like somewhere around the South Pacific well, area. The natives the got him. 
you know, and you're not, you're not, it's like the, the government has said, do not go to this island. These, these indigenous people do not want anyone coming on their land. Yeah. They don't want you going there. Yeah. And this guy totally disregarded that. And he went, he... Please disregard the message. He went there because he felt he had to bring Jesus to these people. Well, Jesus and got him in the end. And they killed him. God got him in the end. Yes. So God he's got, got him in the end. Now I guess he's, you know, where he wanted he's to be. He's with Jesus. He's with Jesus. He's with Jesus. And the indigenous people are still, they're fine just the way they are. So, Maud hangs up the phone. Yeah, so, no Mark Spitz. No Mark Spitz. He snowed in in Honolulu, in Honolulu, which obviously is the joke because there's yes. hardly any snow in Hawaii. Right. So, um, Dr. Jameson is upset and he He's wants like, to draw the foundation from the telethon. But the joke that Arthur said, you knew it was oh. going to snow in Honolulu, because that was what Dr. Jameson said. He's like, I knew it. I <laughs> knew it. <laughs> And Arthur says, you knew it was going to snow in Honolulu. <laughs> it was going to snow in Honolulu. It was, it was just one of those things. Where I'm like, that was cute. Yes. That was cute. And then, of course, Maud tells Arthur to shut up. Right. And that there's still a stage full of talent. Yeah. We have um, Aldo, Aldo, Aldo Formica from Tony's, Tony's Grotto. He spins pizzas. His talent has literally thrilled millions. Yes. And Dr. Jameson asks, well, what does he do? And Maud says he spins pizzas he spins in the window. pizzas in the window. Which is a talent. It is a talent. I can't, do, a it. Talent. I can't do it. I can't either. do it either. Do you know that there are competitions for pizza, oh, yes. for pizza yes. spinning? That yes. tickles me. Yes. Tickles me, I said. There are. There are. It's a serious, it's a serious thing. Um, they have Dick Winslow, the one-man band. Yep. And Regis Bodine, the Regis first Bodine. black Santa. He does an incredibly funky ho-ho-ho. Yes. And he, you know... He's, he says, hey, baby, what's happening to yep. my Dr. Jameson? And gives him five. Yes. So, at that point, Dr. Jameson's still apprehensive. Arthur takes it upon himself to do what Arthur always does. Mm -hmm. Makes a fool of himself. Of course. So, he... Grabs the straw hat from the set, mm -hmm. puts it on, and does a rendition of Yankee Doodle Dandy. And now Vivian, Vivian. Is, now this was the gripe that this you is had. The thing. Okay, so he's singing Yankee Doodle Dandy. Vivian comes out. She's behind him, sort of in like a um, a, like a majorette, a majorette, a majorette outfit with one of those majorette hats, hats on, completely covers the wig, completely covering the hair. And I'm like, I do think it was. A, I think it may have been a piece. I don't think absolutely. I, I don't think that was her actual. Hand. Oh no, no, it wasn't her real. Hand. No, absolutely not. Hand. Yes, no, they wouldn't. It would. That's too. That's too time consuming to do. Way too time consuming. To, you know, they they do it on the piece. The actor comes in, and then they just attach it to their head because it would take up too much time. It would take way too much time of the of the actor's time away yeah. from rehearsal and you know and learning yeah. lines and all that. I mean, it's, I think what I would imagine happened was Viv came on with the hair on, said to Maud, Dinah Shore, ran off stage, took the wig off, right. yeah. put the hat on, yeah. did her, did the, the, the whatchamacallit. Yes. And of course, as Arthur is doing Yankee Doodle Danny, he then goes into this monologue. Yes, a soliloquy. A soliloquy, if you will. <laughs> and while he is soliloquizing. Uh, about, about diseases of the tummy. Oh, of course. <laughs> Um, and, and Vivian was doing like a she thing was with color the rifle. She was doing yeah, color guard yes, with the rifle, yes. and she was trying so hard. Yes, because that rifle was just about her size. Yes, yes. And while Arthur is doing this monologue about diseases, Doctor Jameson. Meanwhile, is behind him, 
Yes, Arthur Jameson is having them take down the banner for the Gallbladder yeah, Foundation and all the signs. And Maud is running after them, like right. saying, please stop. Yes. So at the end of the show, at the end of the song. Vivian, now Vivian, he hasn't finished. Vivian is trying to get his attention yep. to show him that they're taking They're down taking down the sign. The banner's in the sign and he's like not getting it. Yep. Yes. So at the end, he's like, what, 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 what? So Dr. Jameson goes to the back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Maud's like, we'll cut it, we'll change we'll, we'll it, we'll, ta- it. we'll drop it from the show. Yes. <clears throat> Thinking so, that he's just upset about the Yankee Doodle yep. dandy number. But so, he's, he's just, basically, he's, he's just seen through. He's like, he he's like, seen enough. He's like, this is a chicken shit gig. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's correct. Like, he's like, get my manager on the phone. This is the, this is the Goldbladder Foundation. This is the Goldbladder Foundation. You know, don't, don't book us on these chicken shit gigs. Stop booking us on these chicken shit gigs. <laughs> so, so um, he leaves saying, I've seen enough. Yes. The GBF is this pulling out. This is a fiasco. Out. The GBF is pulling yes. out. Yes. And he leaves and, you know, Arthur is now frantic. Right. And and Maud's like, we have a telethon with no, no disease. disease. Yes. And you know, Arthur's panicking. This yes. is not. This is no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think uh, I think the man, the stage manager, um, the stage manager comes on saying right. the telethon it's, is it's, on it's, the they're, air. Yeah, they're they're on the air. So. so Maud enters. Yes. And she says, "Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Welcome to the first annual telethon, telethon for." for Bum, 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 bum. Your mystery disease. <laughs> you know what that reminded me of? Who? It reminded me of that. There was that, uh, there was that kids uh, game. A mystery day. Oh, God. Are you ready for your mystery day? Mystery day. Another one of those, um, what, uh, um. Fisher Prime. Misogynistic. Uh, misogynistic games. Um, where it was like, you know, the, the whole thing for the girl was, was like, oh, that she, she get like a, you know, a, a, a handsome potential suitor, you know, on, on her date. It's enough to make you lose your lunch. Yeah. Boys didn't, you know. Boys, boys never had games like that. Oh, boys well, had honestly, the game of life. Uh, yeah. No, boys are supposed to be sports and all this. Honestly, I wanted, I wanted mystery date. I mean, I would have been happy to play mystery date. No, <laughs> to be honest true. with you. Like, but my sister go out and play football, or you know, play, play mystery, mystery date, date with like my cousins. Give me mystery date any day of the week. My anecdotal again. My sister years ago got that pretty, pretty princess board game. Uh-huh. I don't know about. And one. there was one bit of jewelry because I think you would like move on a board and you would get a specific piece of plastic jewelry. Okay. And I remember there was one item you always wanted to avoid. Mm-hmm. And it was this black, I mean, technically it was a black plastic ring, uh-huh. but if you had gotten the black plastic ring, yes. it was, it was awful. It was terrible. It was, and I'm like, I want the You black wanted that ring. I wanted the I black knew. plastic ring. I knew you wanted that I ring. I wanted the black plastic you ring. You are feeling your Maleficent I self. was feeling my Maleficent evil Wicked queen. queens. <laughs> Even stepmother, <laughs> she was. She's I, coming out. I did. I she wanted the black world to know. <laughs> I did. You I wanted did. those those maleficent horns. I wanted the horns. The I wanted the black cape. <laughs> I wanted and it that black all. ring and the black ring. Yes, yep, that was me. That was me in a nutshell. I was just. How did I know. I was just that obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to discuss time? 
I think we need to have a serious conversation about I think we Tom. Have to, I think we have to talk about Tom. <laughs> let's let's talk to Ma. Let's see what the, Ma thinks about Tom. There's something about Tom. <laughs> <laughs> You're having probably flashbacks right now. <laughs> Tragic flashbacks. <laughs> nightmarish flashbacks. Oh, my Lord. Still, you know, uh. not. For, I've mentioned this on previous episodes, but um, me and my me and my neighbor, we always used to play doctor. Um, and we played it a little too well for the, the adults to, 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 to digest. And I'll never forget the looks on my parents' faces. It was the same look they gave me the first time I came out. Oh. It was just this look of dread and uh. fear and anger uh. and confusion. And ju- just them looking at me, you uh. know, you shouldn't do that because you're going to get sick. I'm like, okay, I'll uh. stop doing it then. We didn't uh. stop doing it. Of course not. Of course not. And then, of course, my father, you know, saying to me, you know, boys aren't supposed to dress up. I now, it's uh, my it's my profession. It's career. It's my career. Hello. So, any hoozle beans, you know. So, let's, let's go to therapy with Tom. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's your mystery disease, which is, you know, it's kind of ironic because then, of course, there was that great two-parter, Golden Girls, where Dorothy had a mystery disease. Yes. Yes. In terms she of, had CFS. Yes. Chronic she fatigue syndrome. Chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah. So, I thought I thought that was, in, that was interesting that she... Apropos. It was yes. apropos. Yes. Um, but this also gives a little bit of insight into how telethons are created. Like, mm-hmm. you need a king-sized bundle of dough. Mm-hmm. You obviously need a sponsor. Uh-huh. And it, again, it's just fascinating because the same the same way you get a telethon is the same way you book gigs. Uh-huh. Just email, 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 network, network, network. Yep. And see who's interested in sponsoring and giving money to it. Very true. Very true. <clears throat> so, so, I think that's when they have the commercial... That is when they have the commercial. We come back to the one-man band. To the one-man band singing Away Down South in Dixie. I thought he was doing It's a it's a Grand Old Flag. That too. Oh, okay. Because he sang away, down, oh. away, away from the USA, keep your eye on that Grand Old Flag. Oh, okay, okay. So, and even on the drum, it said Grand Old Flag. Yes, yes. That's <clears> why I, I remember Grand Old Flag. And uh, he finishes. And, and Actually, the- before we even oh. say that, I do want the. What, it was a really funny bit, but if you noticed B's face mm-hmm. as she was doing "Good evening, ladies yes. and gentlemen," all smiles yes, yes. and welcome, welcome yes. to the smile yeah. drops a little bit, yeah. and then by the end, when she says "Your mystery disease," her face is just she is in mi- she is yeah. miserable. Oh yeah, just I love how could she not be? Like so uh, then we come, of course, it's the one Vivian, man band. The one Vivian man band finishes up. Vivian comes, comes up in this hideous blue dress. I like the blue dress. You liked the blue dress? I did. I looked at it and I was just like, it is just all chiffon, oh, all it, it, everywhere. Taffeta Darling. <laughs> Taffeta Darling. Is that a drag queen? I think we know her. Taffeta Darling. Taffeta Darling. She should be. She should be. Please welcome to the stage, Taffeta Darling. darling. Yeah. Yakata, 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 yakata. So Viv has a hard time finding her spot. Yes. Oh yes, she, she keeps missing she keeps, her mark. She keeps missing her mark, and she's looking at the wrong cameras. cameras. Yes. Per- um, per- is this my camera? Is, is that my camera? <laughs> and it was not. Is that my? And it was you, not. She's the same age as me. Oh. Jinx Monsoon is the same age as me. Oh, okay. I saw that, and I'm like, "What am I doing wrong with my life?" Yeah. You know. Start doing Judy. Ha! You're funny. I know. I am. I could if I wanted to. You could if you wanted to. It's just I'm too tall to be Judy. <laughs> well, you, you just get on your knees in a long dress. 
You got jokes. You got lots I, of jokes. I do. <laughs> I do. We'll get you knee pads. Great. Outstanding. I'll be Lord Farquaad yes. in a red dress. Yes. So the, the stage manager, he's well, not the stage manager, the, the director or whatever he was, the guy behind you know, directing. He's like, he's trying, he's like, like pushing her back. Pushing her and, back and dragging her. Yes. And ju- it was a very bit of, it was a very fun bit of physical yes, comedy. And yes, I enjoyed you know, that. they just can't get the camera right. So now she is introducing uh, Walter and Mrs. Naugatuck. Doing, doing one of the funniest yes. bits in the episode. Yes. Waterloo Bridge. Waterloo Bridge. Um, um, it, it's, 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 it's the reenacting, I guess it was from a movie. Yes, um, where this this uh, man had gone off to uh, a soldier, went off, a to soldier war. went off to war, and his his, his wife or his lover turns to the, his fiance, fiance turns to the street. She becomes a lady of the evening. Lady of the evening. She thinks he's dead. He's killed. Uh, you know, and uh, it's it's Walter and Mrs. Naugatuck. And the way yeah. that Vivian introduces yes. them, the way she introduces them, yes. So the, ro- the role of the soldier will be played by Walter, Walter Finley, Finley. Tuckahoe's most imminent appliance dealer. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Naugatuck, that international favorite, will play the role Walter of the, the hooker. hooker. Yes. <laughs> Such class. Such class. Yes. Such and, class. And, and to think that the Gallbladder Foundation pulled out of something like that. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pull out of something like that. This is gold. This is comedy gold. Mm-hmm. So, Mrs. Walter, Naugatuck comes out first. And she's sauntering. Yes. And she's, as she's so, yes. You know, you never fully realize the way someone looks until you see them in a short dress. She was a stocky woman. Yes. She was a stock, but a yes. solid woman. Solid, yes. She's in sort of like, it's sort of like a black floozy type. Yeah, black dress. floozy type outfit with a, like a fox stole. Yeah, the fox stole. Um, and this giant fake rose in, yes. her, in her chest. Yes. I, I, actually, with the fox stole, I was like, she seems a little well-dressed to be a lady a of the evening. A little too well-dressed to be a lady of the evening. Unless but, the fox stole is meant to be, you know, old. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? So, Walter um, enters wearing this soldier uniform singing yes. Foggy Day in London Town. Foggy Day in London Town. And, you know, Mrs. Norgatuck catches his eye by yes. saying, Lonely Ducks. <laughs> I, how can I help you? I can change your ten. Yes. Yes. That was too funny. Uh, uh, so they have this cute little fun bit where yeah, she, she she realizes that he's her fiance, Ron Crowley, my dead. fiance. Yes. yes, yes. So and we find out her name is Gwendolyn. The character's name is Gwendolyn. Yes. Um, and, and you know uh, they they have this they have this moment where yes. uh, you know Walter's character says sometimes I would kill. I, I yes. was it was ghastly because he had this this faux British accent. Yes. On. Which it was just funny. Yeah. Um. So he would. He said he sh- He killed people with a bayonet, a knife, and sometimes with my bare, bare hands. hands. Yes. And you know, Mrs. Longatuck says, "Wow, and you being a, a chaplain, chaplain too." <laughs> yeah. That was too funny. Uh, and she and asks, "Do you think we could be... ever be lovers again?" And, and what does he say? Unfortunately, not because he was shot in the southern provinces. <laughs> And her response is, oh, well, it looks like a handshake instead of a kiss. And she does this Uh, incredibly funny bit where she's saying, take this little tender rose. Yes. And I guess, I don't know if it was intentional. It had to have been intentional. Of course it was intentional. But 
the rose's vine snaked around her brazier. It was like the that the vine that the rose was, was on was like a mile, a mile long. long. And she's singing the song and she's trying, trying to like pull, pull out the rose. Pull the rose and it stuck. I guess she, you know, she's supposed to be she wants to hand it to him, I guess. Yes. As a sign of her love and devotion. Of but course. she can't, she can't <laughs> get the thing out, out of her, her dress. Out of her bosom. Oh. And it was just such a funny yeah, bit of yeah. physical comedy. And she finally, she finally, like, I think Walter ends up like Walter ends up it. grabbing it and then he yanks He's the rest of it out. out. And it, it's like, oh, it was, it was hilarious. It was very funny. It was very, very, very uh, funny. So, so they, they finish and they're walking off stage and I think she, she hits she him with her purse. She smacks him with a purse. She smacks him with a purse. That's what he gets for being shot in the southern provinces, I guess. Well, I mean, if you get shot in the southern provinces, you deserve to get hit with a purse. Right. So, the number ends to raucous applause and Mm -hmm. laughter. And then we cut to Maud saying, talking to the Pink Eye Foundation, saying, I know this is a small small telethon, but Pink Eye is a small small disease. disease. They need a disease. They need a disease. And, you know, Arthur's like, I'm demanding that somebody do something. And Maud's like, well, why don't you do something? And what does Arthur say? I am doing something. I'm demanding that somebody do something. Typical, typical. Typical Arthur. And the uh, the station manager, he's he's like, you know, this is illegal. You you can't take money for a telethon. telethon. That has no disease. Yes. And Maud says, well, why not? Doctors do it all the time. All the time, yes. Very true. It's very true. Very true. Um, and, and the manager is saying, you've got you've got five minutes to find a disease. Yep. Otherwise, he's pulling the plug. Yes. Yes. So, you know, Maud's then asking, where is Mr. Fontezoo? Where is mm-hmm. Mr. Fontezoo? Mm-hmm. So we find out that Mr. Fontezoo is Paul Anka's gardener. Yes. Because yes. apparently, you know... We'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. So Maud then Lee, like Maud says, I can't sing anything. This is this is a telethon. It would be improper for me to perform. Right. right. So Maud goes out and says, Someone come down with something. I mean, come up with something. Right. Kitchen wa- and get a disease. and get a disease from, from Maud. Actually, that says. was Walter. That was yeah, Walter. That was Walter. That. Yes. So did we get to the point where, or did we get get to the yeah? Uh, Maud says something about uh, national, national, you know, getting... That's nat- at the end. That's at the end. That's at the end. Okay. That's towards the end of the episode. Oh, I didn't oh believe me. Oh, we will be discussing I, that. I was like, did we get to that yet? We will be so discussing we have, that. We have lots to say about that. We do have lots to say about that. Uh, so Maud goes out to the audience saying, your 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 response has been heartwarming. Yes, yes. And, and please note that every penny you pledge goes to fight a malady that... Could attack your husband, mm-hmm. your wife, or even someone, someone you, you love. love. <laughs> <laughs> I the first yes. time I heard that line, I <laughs> fell out my chair. I I was laughing so hard. So um, you know, at that point, she says, "You all know that famous singer and songwriter, Mister right. Paul, Paul Anka. Anka. Yes. Well, Mister Anka, tonight on this very stage." Mm-hmm. Is his own gardener, Mr. Emil Fontazou. Yes. Singing one of Mr. Anka's all-time hits. Right. So Maud then turns to go off stage, but Walter is like waving this riding crop. Right. From right. what I don't know. I don't know. And he's like, Maud, Fontazou isn't, isn't here. Isn't here. And Maud says, Well, you go get him and I'll ad lib. So the music starts playing. And Walter's like, no, you have to sing it. You have, you to, have to be it. the one to sing it. Yes. And of course, Maud then is like, I no, I can't do this. I can't, no. But she does it anyway. Well, she 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 
she's like very modest and like too modest for words. She she starts singing it a little a little bit and then Regrets. she's like, "Yes, I've had a few. Yes, but then too few that I could." Oh, Walter, this is absurd. Right. And Walter, of course, is like you know, um, trying to uh, coax her. Coax her on, and he's he's saying, you know, you 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 do you're better than Fantasu. This was the line. Yes, her line was better than Fantasu. <laughs> yes, and that line apparently killed yes. Norman Lear. Yes, oh, was it? That was the line. That was the line that made that made Norman Lear fall out his chair. Uh, uh, uh. How about Sinatra? Mm. Ten times better than Sinatra. And Maud finally <laughs> has the courage yes. of ten Mauds yes. to perform the rest of the number. Yes, as soon as he's, as soon as Walter says, ten times better than Sinatra, what she do we start, hear? Yes, there were times. <laughs> and she goes on. Yeah, it's, it's just like, oh. And she, she, she sings some more of the song, and then, yes. you know, uh, everyone's applauding. And, and she is... Belting, yeah, this number, and she was hoarse. She was incredibly hoarse. I don't know how she freaking did it. I I don't know how she did it. Um, And at that point, like, uh, as soon as she ends with "My Way," the audience—well, not the audience, but everyone backstage races Arthur, Vivian, and they're all applauding, and they're all. And what does Maud do? Yes, she says. um, what well, Maud does best, she starts, starts singing, singing the rest, the rest, of, the rest song, of the song, and all the everyone behind her is yes. just like racing to get off yes, stage, yes. and you know she continues. What is singing. a woman? And what has she got? What has she got? What does she got? To say the words she truly, she feels. truly feels, yes. and uh, not the things of one who kneels. Yeah. So she does. She finishes the song, and of course, there's more applause. She runs off stage. And she does not run. Off, she saunters, saunters off, off stage. stage. Yes. And it turns out there's, they've got like 28 calls. Yes. Or there's like, they're pledges. we've got 28 calls. Thinks they're pledges, but yep. they're not. They're, uh, they're complaints. That she's not Perry Mason. <laughs> she's not Perry Mason. <laughs> so I think she says to Arthur, stop uh, having a nervous breakdown. And then she says, yes. do they have telethons for nervous breakdowns? Yes. Which, technically, they they did at one point. Oh, they did? They I think they did have for one for um suicide yeah. prevention. Okay. Well, they still uh, they still do have like fundraisers for it. Yeah, I did I did one for suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. They exist. Yes, and I've I've, I've done for them. Uh... So at that point, Walter like like is so happy and ecstatic. He right. runs, checks himself in the camera, and then runs off stage right. to say that the money is rolling in, and right. that they're almost they're only three hundred and twelve dollars away from yes. their goal. Yes. And, um, but they still don't have a sponsor. They don't have a sponsor. And, you know, Maud's like, well, where, the, like, I think who asks? Was it Walter or Arthur who says, well, where's the money going? And Maud screams, how the hell do I know? Right. <laughs> so uh, I think at that point, um, I think she goes back out on stage. Goes back out on stage. And she's, she's saying to the audience, thanks, you've been lovely. Yep. Um, and what does she do? She reintroduces. Aldo Formica. But this time? Preparing a pepperoni pizza. Pepperoni pizza. While asking the musical question, C'è la luna mezzomare? <laughs> and to those that don't know, that is a very, very old, famous Italian song mm. that would be more classically referred to as the Tarantella. Yes. I remember, so. the, fir- I remember the first time I ever heard Louis Mondi do that song. Uh-huh. And it was just... This was also when I was, it was after the drag, but before I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So, I was very Italian. 
Where are you? I was obnoxiously oh. Italian. So Italian. I it, it, worse than that. Oh. Like I had the I would I would wear the jogging suits and <laughs> I would do my hair curved curled off to one side. Gold chains. Gold chains and everything. <laughs> anything to anything to keep the fabulousness and glit and pearlescent shimmer at bay. Yeah, well, you know, honestly. It was really like you were just doing another form. I was of drag. just doing another form of drag. It was, it was Italian drag. It was very. Ve- I was. I was. I was uh, the Guido from the block. right. Right. <laughs> I was the Guido from the neighborhood. And do you know that people were actually terrified of me? Really? Because I came from Brooklyn, uh-huh. and everyone was just, "Oh, Brooklyn, the mob. He's connected." And I was like, <laughs> "Yep, I'm connected. Uh, yeah, I'm connected. That, yeah. That's me. Connected to Betty Davis, maybe." <laughs> <laughs> Came in in your Italian drag, looked around, <laughs> and said, what a dump. What a dump. <laughs> what a dump. Oh, oh gracious. Goodness. gracious. <laughs> well, where, where were we after that? Ceylon uh, Um So after that, you know, Maud's like, this is my co-chairman, Arthur Harmon. Arthur Harmon. And um, Arthur says, I just have one thing to say. Stop that! Yes. And he yells at Aldo for Mike. And yes. Aldo just immediately stops and the pizza swirls yes, around his hand. He wrecks the pizza. His hand goes through the, the dough. <clears throat> yes, and Arthur's saying he's disassociating himself from the show. <laughs> I wash my hands of this. It has blackened the reputation of myself. Yes. And that's when Maud says, Oh, yes, yes. It's your fault we, because we, we need a telethon to make people feel well. Yes. And that's because we don't have a national National health health plan. plan. And we still don't. How many decades later? I found out. So Biden recently, I think, wrote an addendum or uh, signed an executive order protecting women's reproductive rights. Now, Mm -hmm. here's the fun part. Mm -hmm. Women's reproductive rights Mm -hmm. were covered under Obamacare before the conservatives got a hold of it. Right. So when Republicans and Democrats were sort of navigating the waters of Obamacare and trying to like figure out, okay, what what do we want to add? What do we want to take away? What do we want to add? What do we want to take away? It was butchered Mm -hmm. in order to get approved. Mm -hmm. Butchered. Mm -hmm. That they lost they lost women's reproductive rights in that Mm -hmm. in, in that in that crusade to get a, a to get socialized medicine Ugh. and it's it's it is genuinely so upsetting how and you know if if any republicans or if any conservatives are listening to this which i don't know i doubt they, it i doubt um but if if they are you have to look in awe mm. at how they really don't want a Democratic candidate to succeed. Oh, no. They haven't wanted a Democrat to succeed since Nixon. Yeah. I think I read something recently that American politics really has gone downhill since Eisenhower. And I don't I don't believe that for a moment. I definitely think it went downhill like during Nixon and Reagan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. But I don't think that it was. Yeah. I don't think that Eisenhower was the. Um, I will say, though, that Eisenhower was the one who introduced uh, a more religious, mm-hmm. uh, more religious, more religious. Well, that was that whole, like, you know, the, the, the 50s, everything was like being repressed. Yeah. Uh-huh. McCarthyism and, and, and yep. all that. The, the, you know, the, um, the Red Scare and, you know, um, 
like a very paranoid era. Very paranoid. You know, era. I mean, that was it. Was what was that? When was the Cold War? During the fifties. It was during the fifties. Everyone thought that there was going to be nuclear war, yes. and there were bunkers created, yes. and ju- ju- just Americana. And I, I remember there were actually, you know, there were like um, these little films, like you know, because some people actually like built their own like bunkers. Yep. To survive a nuclear right. war, and they would show like this, you know, typical suburban family, and they they happily like go suburbia. down in, into into the bunker, you know, and like the mother is knitting, the father's reading the paper, and the kids are playing a, a board game, and then it's just like oh, they're just waiting for like the the bombs know, to go the, off. The, no, the bombs have already gone off. Oh, they're waiting. Right. They're, they're waiting for the fallout to like um, disperse, so then they can you know come out and 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 go out of of the bunker, yeah. and it was like. You know, it's like, um, yeah, it doesn't. It, that's not how this works. That's that's not how this works. That's not how this. That's works. not how any of this that's works. Not how any of this works. Um, but also, yeah. you know, it was Eisenhower that sort of made it mandatory for us to say the Pledge of Allegiance yes. to the nation under God. Under God. Um, Which the founding fathers would have never approved. They of. would have never approved of it anyway. They yeah. also wouldn't approved of you know slaves being freed. But right. that's a, that's a conversation for yeah. later. But well, you know, this is. 2022 why are we um paying attention to what like you know these men from the uh 17 1800s believe because it's the same thing as the bible if a conservative or a republican or even a democrat or a progressive but i mean in any of the arguments that i've seen for progressivism and um uh, and, and forward movement um i have not seen such a blatant disregard for education. Just mm. just complete and total blanket ignorance. Well, that's what they want. I guess so. They want the masses to be ignorant so they don't question. So they don't question. You know. But it's just, it's, it's disheartening because honestly, at this point, we should have socialized. We need a national health plan. I mean, you look at countries in Europe, like, you know, people, when they get sick, it's not a big deal. They go to the doctor or they go into the hospital and it's it's taken care of. Well, what is America called? It's a third world country in a Gucci belt. Yeah, right. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's got a fabulous interior. I mean, it's got a fabulous exterior, but you look inside, the yeah. mechanisms are all sort of cocked up. I mean, it's it's like, you know, it's oh, America's supposed to be the greatest country on earth. Yeah, okay. Really? Mm. How come like countries in Europe, they, you know, they have, they don't have to worry about paying for the medical bills. Like their their jobs, they get like four weeks vacation, yeah. and when they go on vacation, the the employer is not they're not even allowed to like email or or message them. They yep. can they can get in trouble. Uh-huh. So the, the employee they go on vacation and they they can they're making enough money they can go anywhere they want, as opposed to like America where you know you have to work maybe two every, or three jobs. Every time I have read something pertaining to a native per a native United States person, mm-hmm. someone born in the States, going abroad mm-hmm. and having to get checked out, and then the doctors or nurses saying, Oh, that'll be thirty dollars. Right. Wait, is that yes. just the copay? No, no, thirty dollars just to be checked. A, that was right. Insane. Right. Insane. Right. And then you see here like two hundred for a for a dentist's visit. Right. A hundred and fifty for a <laughs> shot. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. It's it's absolutely it's it's, it's, it's horse pucking. It is horse pucking. It's ridiculous. It really is. I've seen so many friends of mine post that one meme uh, where it's like, "Well, no socialized medicine. Guess I'll die if I get sick." Yeah. 
Yeah, that's basically what it is. It's it really is sick. It it's, really is sick. It's terrible. We live it's in the terrible. wealthiest nation, but we have the poorest people. Right. We and we have some of the best um, medical treatments available oh, did that you see? no one can afford. Did you see they approved a new military budget? Oh, did they? Uh-huh. Okay, what is it now? How many billions? I think it was five seventy. Five hundred seventy billion. Five hundred seventy billion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We. That's what we really need. Well, we need to be protected, don't you? Know? Oh yeah, I know. We need. We need to be protected. Yeah. Mm. God forbid From we who? get into. God forbid we get into another nuclear war with Russia. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> so that's, that's our stand on the a national, national health plan. plan, and of course, Arthur's like, if they can get sick without help from the government, they can get well without help from the government, right. because that's just how Arthur believes it to be, and that's honestly how a lot of conservatives felt the same oh, yeah. when when Obama when when Obama introduced Obamacare or the Affordable Care oh, Act, right, right, the Affordable Care Act, which is that that's what it was called. It was mm-hmm. called the Affordable Care Act. Um. It was just, it was given that name because of racist white conservatives. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that was what they mm-hmm. said. They said, if people can get sick without help from the government, they can get well without help from the government. And, and was, I, I loved seeing, like, when, um, you know, uh, Trump came in, into power and there were these, uh, there was, I remember seeing one guy who was like, um, <gasps> oh, oh, you know, yeah, we got to get rid of that, that Obamacare. And and he, and somebody was and they asked, well, what you know, what insurance do you have? And he said, I, I have the, the Affordable, Affordable Care, Care Act. Act. Affordable Care Act. And they were like, um, that's Obamacare. That's Obamacare. And he was like, huh? Huh? <laughs> was like, yeah. It's it is a deep rooted, closed minded, ignorant view of what goes on in this country politically. Yeah. Yeah, and it you know every day I wake up and, and, I, and that is just the kind of person the Republicans want. love. They, they love, love that. Yes. Well, Trump even said nationally. Uh what was it? I I adore dumb people. Yeah. Or I I love I love stupid people. Yeah. Something to that effect. Yeah. And again, I wake up every morning. I go downstairs. I have my banana and my apple with peanut butter. And all I hear is Fox News. Fox News. And I'm like, they oh, God. It, let me tell you something. Uh, they are misery makers. Uh, I cannot. I can't. Every time I sit down, I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, that's a lie. Uh, that I can double check. Uh, that was Associated Press. They, nope, they, that didn't happen. Just uh, it, it is, I, I can't. I can't do it. Uh, I cannot do it. I don't know how you, how you. I would have. My, I have compassion. I would have my earbuds in. <laughs> I have compassionate friends. I would have my earbuds in. And do you know there are times my family will actually complain to me, saying, "Oh, well, you don't sit with us anymore." I wonder why. Why don't you ask yourself what it is that you're doing that is preventing me from sitting with all of you lovely people? <laughs> okay. So, Anyhow, so moving ladies. right along. So at that point, after their argument. The thermometer blows up. Yes. They have reached the six hundred, the they, six thousand dollars. Not yes. bad for about a half an hour. Really? Yeah. Exactly. From no money to six thousand yes. dollars. I wish I could make six thousand dollars in a half an hour. Me too. 
So they immediately go into Hooray for Hollywood because right. Maud and Arthur are arguing. It blows yes. up. And, you know, yes. Maud is jumping up and down, hugging Arthur. Arthur's yes. jumping up and down. And yes. then they start performing Hooray for Hollywood. Hooray for Hollywood. It's, and it's, it's a medley it's of a medley. songs. It's a medley yes. of, like, a lot of old Hollywood standards. Yes, like, old Hollywood standards. Yeah, like... Clang, clang, clang with the, the trolley. trolley. Mad about the boy. Yeah. Um, yes. you are my lucky star. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I know you've come so far. Uh, mm-hmm. You've made me love you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just a lot. Again, a lot of old Hollywood standards. It was very like yes. well put together and well yes. choreographed. And behind is like this big hooray for Hollywood sign with the caricatures of like um, old Hollywood star Clark Gable, mm-hmm. Marlena mm-hmm. Dietrich, Marilyn Monroe, Laurel and Hardy. Um, I'm sure if I looked at it closer, I'd be able to pinpoint yes. all of them. And, and in between singing, Arthur is yelling, you know, Maud. To, to stop. Yep. You know, and he he says, you know, you can't you can't take money under false pretenses. Yes. And I think that's about when Maud comes up with. Well, I think um, her idea for what the telethon is. Yeah, because I think Arthur says something about people. People ha- people should be able to choose where they send their money to. Right, right. And Maud's like, well, of course. Why didn't I think of that, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the charity of your choice, your telethon. Choice telethon. Yes. And they immediately go right into like Back heaven. Into the, yeah, I'm in heaven. heaven. And my heart beats so that I speak to me of lonely, so on and so forth. And then we see the the station manager standing by yep. a, a, te- a television showing yep. the the broadcast showing that's the broadcast. Going out. And like and they're going like, even with a turkey that your noble fold, you may be stranded out in the cold. And again, the entire cast is singing and performing. And then right before they get to the end, the, the stage manager is like, doing that, doing the cut them off. Neck. So we don't even get to hear the last note because. Perry Mason. Perry Mason comes on. Gotta be yes. on the television. Yes. And that is and how, how it ends. The episode ends. They get preempted by Perry Mason. Oh, I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> but in terms of episodes, this easily is one of my favorites. It was a great episode. Easily it one was of a my good favorites. episode. Yes, it was. Um, but yes, in this house, we stand. For socialized medicine. We stand yes. for a national health plan. Yes, absolutely. Where people can, you know, not be taken advantage of by Big Pharma. Yeah. Hello. <sighs> so that's 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 our story and we're sticking to it. I need to I need to, to breathe. I need to decompress. And decompress after all that. I do. Okay. But again, I also I do love the singing episodes because they are fun. It gives me more material. Yes. <laughs> It's true. There's another song that Maud does that I want to potentially sing. Um, what is? Smile. Smile. Smile your heart, heart is breaking. That's yes. a good song. It's a great song. That's a great song. I th- who originally sang that? Was it... Oh, gosh. I don't know. Was it Pat... No, it wasn't Patty Duke. No. Um, it wasn't Doris Day. Oh, my God. I can... No, it, uh, not Patsy Cline. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure I don't it out. Know. We'll, we'll figure it out. If you Google it. Jo- yes, if you want to know, Google, Google it. Google it. <laughs> Why do we have to do everything for you people? What, what, Give me a break. What was that one? GTS, Google that shit? GTS. GTS. Google that shit. Google that shit. Yes. We thank you for listening to yes. another episode of God Will Get You For That, Walter. We do. If you would like to hear more, you can, of course, on our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. which is God Will Get You For That, Walter, mm-hmm. our Instagram, which is Findlay's Friendly Appliances, and our Facebook, which is also 
God, I'll, I'll get, get you for that, Walter. If you would like to follow me, you can at that Tomcat or that Tomcat.com, where all that Tomcats are found. And of course, that is Cat with Two T's. Where can they find you? Tony Holperm on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, that's Tony with an I. With an I. We thank you so much for listening, and you will hear us again on another episode of God'll Get You for That, Walter. Good night, guys. Good night. <laughs>